ding. This is your captain speaking, a.k.a. Captain Death, the host of the Lots of Pasta podcast. I have a quick announcement to fucking make before we get into this episode here. I know this is random. I know this is out of nowhere, but so is my energy sometimes. And over this last weekend, I decided to make a Patreon account. I don't know why. I finally got over five and a half years of stubbornness and decided that, hey, maybe the podcast can be self-sustainable from this point forward and it would make making content a hell of a lot easier. Uh, I also made a coffee account for people who don't feel like signing up for a monthly subscription um, where you hand money to us repeatedly and maybe you just want to throw money at us one time, whatever. I don't care. I'll accept anything at this point. Consider me a prostitute. For your ear holes. Uh, There are five tiers of subscription services that you can sign up for on our Patreon. And they all have fun pasta-related names with fun little things that you get for each tier. The first tier, starting at $3, is just a basic support tier where you make sure that our content continues coming out. And it continues coming out the way it always has, which is ad and sponsor-free. And then the tiers do kind of increase with vocal shout-outs, actual credits on the YouTube videos, as well as being able to decide some of the stories that we get to read if you're on Patreon, and um, maybe even being vetted to come on an episode and talk with uh, me or talk with us, depending on who you want to talk to, um, or maybe even read a story with us. And, you know, there are some uh, things to read through over there if you want to check out Patreon and possibly become a subscriber for the Lots of Pasta podcast. And for this week's thank you or spank you, I have three very special people to fucking thank. And I'm going to go in order of subscribers because I think that's fair. Kitty, a.k.a. Taurus Filth, a member of our fucking crew, was the first person to subscribe to us. And that's fucking loyalty, people. She's drunk the Kool-Aid which was actually Flavor Aid, by the way. And uh, she's come back to life as a zombie, and she's still on the fucking boat, you know? Uh, secondly, I have Evan Gravino, who is uh, a little bit crazier than you might uh, at first suspect. I think you'd be surprised. Um, but uh, I've known him for a very fucking long time. And he's always supported my endeavors and always supported me. And we've always had a fun time getting fucked up together. So thank you for that. And lastly, a big fucking thank you to our newest subscriber, Trevor the Warefishy, who I think like probably holds the record for the fastest anyone has ever listened to the entirety of this show because he caught me on reddit i want to say like last year and said love the show been listening it's great i listen at work when i'm taking a shit and i was like yo that's cool and um i wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) and um he 
just signed up for the Patreon at our highest fucking level and said, oh, by the way, I caught up. <laughs> so here's your fucking shout out and uh, useless award. If you want to be a Lots of Pasta podcast Patreon subscriber, then you can find the link in our description of our videos or podcasts posted anywhere whether it's iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, you name it, the link will be there. Um, or search us at Lots of Pasta on Coffee or Patreon. Thank you for listening. And now, on to the episode. <laughs> We have such sights to show you. Bring the motherfucking ruckus! Fuck you two! <laughs> yum. Come. Natium. <laughs> it's not Natium. For the sake of the TV, it's taking I think they know we're going to talk up. about him. Yeah, they definitely tapped into our house. <laughs> they tapped into our house and they're listening to us talk about what made all the frogs gay. <laughs> all the frogs are gay, man. They are. I'm just, the aliens did it. That's mm-hmm. the only explanation. Or are frogs just, aliens? They might be some superior species. They I do think frogs and butterflies are pretty cool that they start <laughs> as one thing and then they evolve they into another. They transform into something like aliens. little Pokemon. Yep. It is little Don't, don't stop chewing on her paw. Don't do that. <laughs> Puppy, go to sleep. That's a good <laughs> Um, this this is uh this is gonna this is definitely gonna be an interesting fucking episode. Let me tell you, because I haven't done an alien episode in a while, and usually for an alien episode, I'm zonked out of my fucking mind because I'm willing to talk about any aspect of the alien agenda, and I don't know if I'm ready to talk about that <laughs> with you I, guys. I, I mean, I'm zonked enough. It's not that I'm not zonked enough. It's that I genuine, I genuinely believe in aliens to a, to a certain extent. Oh, I'm balls and I, deep. And I don't feel stupid saying that. Mm-mm. I just don't know if I've ever had that conversation with you guys. Was I'm more of like a... They exist. I'm more of like a... They have to exist because we exist. Because we exist. So something else. Like if there are <laughs> so many other universes... Billions of them. If there are so many other uni- universes... And it's mathematically yeah. improbable that they don't that we exist. Are alo- that we are alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't... I'm... When it comes to faith, which is another thing that kind of comes up during... <clears throat> it's similar. It's, it's similar, but it's not. Like, I believe in a higher power to an extent of, like, a life form without words. Like, words cannot possibly describe it. But then that literally just makes me go, oh, so God's an alien. Yeah. But like at the, but at the same it. time, but at the same time, I'm also like, I don't know if there's God or if there's just like a different type of organism. I look at it as like a mother, you know? like mud, like not like a man, like God's yeah, you think portrayed of God as. as a, you think, I think of, of God as, like as a Alanis Morissette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in, in her good times. Yeah, and um, when it when it comes to aliens, I think there's there. 
isn't because of life forms, because of how biology exists on our planet, there have to be Rick and Morty style infinite universes where literally like Rick and Morty, like the entire race are just bug people. Yeah, I think they came and looked the at the entire Earth. race are just said hmm. couch people <laughs> like lava monsters lava monsters i think they came and looked at earth Just, and said what can we th this this can sustain everything that we want what can we do here and then they're like oh a monkey that's they, the, that's the science experiment i right don't think there. that they could help themselves and said the higher-ups of the alien world said whatever you do when you go to earth just don't fuck anything <laughs> And, and it, they just couldn't. Everything. They, they fucked everything. Everything. And, they were like, and you're going to fuck. These are going to fuck. Yep. Someone fucked a monkey. And now Somebody we're here. fucked a pangolin. Yep. It happened. And now we're here. Yeah. No, that's that's the funny part. Is that um, even in that discussion, it kind of gets down to uh, evolution, creationism, when it comes to uh, biology and the beginning of it and... You know, it's my favorite subject. Big Bang. Mm -hmm. It's like what? Well, even, the Big Bang's a crock of shit. What I was gonna say. I don't think that? there was. A, it's the Big, Big Bang. They make it seem like, like it was just chaos. It's a methodically. I I believe it's a like, methodically planned out. We get taught that in school. Like it's it's, it's proven fact. No. But like it is it's a, a theory. theory. It's a theory. But a gay but by, theory. But by, gay but, theory. By, but biology is is also is that theory or is everything? That everything's facts? potentially a theory, right? I don't know. What yeah, is, because what is no, fact? no one will ever live that time. So mm -hmm. until we have time travel, it's too long. What is everything fact? Is a theory. I think I think fact goes back to written knowledge, and it's hard for me to say that like that yeah. that before primate, before literal Neanderthal activity, like proto-human. It's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, hundreds of thousands of years as monkeys, hundreds yeah. of thousands of years as little slimy tab. The new science that like, I was just listening like to. We the came other out day. of the ocean, man. That's that's what Darwin it, it is saying is we were just two cells floating in a hot body of water that eventually decided to fuck one. They're legs. saying that two hundred thousand years ago, fish things legs, just happened. Land. Like it wasn't like a long period of time that consciousness became a thing. It was like. Da, da 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 boom consciousness it wasn't just like a long period of little Whoa. bit of consciousness little bit of consciousness oh, of more course consci it, was. it was just like boom things are conscious now so like what what started it had my opinion what we're about to talk about alien interference alien interference is fun alien interference comes back to what we were saying earlier about like the incans the mayans the aztecs like the egyptians certain types of of Greek Stargate. old school old school yeah. Greek structures. A great movie. That is a good movie. Um, when when you start thinking about that, where where does your mind go? It's thinking about what alien, you know, obstruction in, in the human I, development process. I think process. that they, I Stonehenge. I don't think that yeah. I don't think that humans existed in another world like we do now. I think that Wasn't they saw Stonehenge just like people were just. Pointing rocks in certain ways because they the were sun, trying to they were trying to make it like would, like pyramids. They, they, they I, I'm convinced. I think that pyramids were angled in a certain way it was to, to tell the time. bring. It it could have been, but no one again like we were talking about no before. One no knows. one knows. Yeah. And I always look at history as like you ever play a game of Whisper down the alley. Yeah. And at the end, it's never correct. Think about all the history we've been told and all the shit that. So it's just it's just yeah, fun to talk always, about because no you one. You always start with like bowl of bowl of 
New England clam chowder yeah. soup, and by the end, it's literally like, fuck you, Derek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Derek is a dickhead. Exactly. Derek's, Derek's a fucking fuck douche. Derek. <laughs> Actually, Derek, yeah. don't take that personally. I, I don't know why I said that yeah. name specifically, you, but... Uh, there's a there's a good Derek out there who's actually on our show, so oh, now I feel bad. My uh, bad. Cut uh, it. Cut this I, part. I, I, the other name I was thinking of was also Greg, and the, but fu- there's a fucking Greg on the show too. <laughs> Shit. So anyway, my 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 thing. I Exposed. think. Exposed. <laughs> so you're let me let me classify you yeah. real quick. Classify me, baby. You are uh, Ridley Scott Prometheus. The, the the alien the engineers come down to earth quote unquote one of them sacrifices himself and it creates biology as we yeah. know it oxygen is released in the atmosphere mm-hmm. nitrogen uh, hydrogen literally all of these things um, commingle and create a new organism okay I think that's, that's way before what I'm talking about but yes I, I agree but that's that. but that's the school of logic that you apply to I like the Stargate school of logic, I've never, I've never seen which is humans existed humans were just they were stupid, stupid. Ah, they, were they didn't they really were... know how to talk or communicate right. or, or work together they really yeah. were like were monkey, throwing, monkey people throwing spears yeah literally uh 2001 space odyssey monkey people anyway these, these um, aliens and these aliens come down and, and they, 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 they start telling over, them what to do and they take over as like the emperors they stuff. give them technology okay. but in 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 severance slaves. to them, and yeah. you know, enslavement to them. And so they're like super. They give them society. So were, they, were they conscious or were they just? Oh, they were conscious. Oh, they were. They had they had towns. They had the people. The people, yeah, the people. The people had consciousness. They yeah. they had the ability to make decisions, to to love, to feel emotion. Um, they 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 knew all of these things, but much like a monkey person, it begins and ends at like, I know how to make a structure to live in, and I know how to hit something with a stick. Hmm. Like, that's where it ends. Okay. Like, no, like, commonplace. There was no, like, merchant, you know, interaction. There was no building hmm. the wheel. They were not that advanced. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, uh, so you who know, do you think hundreds of years, that kind of the aliens come in and they and they start to introduce these beginner elements, uh, okay. much like the, the rumors of the pyramids and the rumors of the Aztec hmm. and, okay. and, you know, Incan Empire and, and whatnot with the, uh, the temples in uh, Central America and whatnot. Hmm. So... You don't it, it, think that they just became smart enough and figured it out? No, because it was too. Some of that stuff is. I don't too know. There, I was listening some to of this. That stuff is too, the, there's people that like. It's study a real the, deep dive. Yeah, it's a real deep dive because to to really support it, you'd have to say they were mathematically. Each of these people perfect. in different countries at wildly different times all had the same idea mm-hmm. to build the same thing, which is and wild. like the only thing that can explain that is the kind of migration culture of the nomad back in the day. Where people just like moved around yeah, a lot, or like the the so carvings like, that they found back then too. Knowledge could be shared a little bit easier because people were just really good at moving the fuck around. And back then, it's you know, Pangea fucking mm-hmm. theory, yeah, was rel- the world was relatively mm-hmm. closer together. The the plates hadn't shifted nearly as far as they are now. Um, so it's. It's some Gilgamesh level yeah. shit. I like the part where they find pictures that were drawn or I guess you could say inscribed way long ago, but they had some sort of beings oh, yeah. above the picture that oh, yeah. were kind of navigating and like not t- kind of like your Stargate theory that were telling things on the painting what to do or not painting but inscriptions. So, so helpful. How, so how did they even know? Helpful yeah. helpful but is the idea meant to be literal? I hope. Because 
much like we're talking about, much like we're about to get into, everything could just be stories. Yeah. The Bible is You're just right. a collection just of a stories. stories. Exactly. None of it should be taken as fact. Yeah. It's not meant to be literal. And who knows? What you if know? Jesus was an alien? That's now that's Prometheus. You are literally the school of Prometheus. In 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 the sequel to Prometheus, or no, not the sequel to Prometheus. In Prometheus, Ridley Scott wanted to include a scene where Jesus was basically an alien. Yeah, he came down and said, "I have all the answers. People. I will help you." And yeah. I'm also convinced we're probably going to read some stories about aliens being evil i'm convinced Probably. that they're here to help i'm convinced that they look at us even when you have to think we're talking you about you have to think both sides of the ex- exactly case. my opinion because and you have to think that there are that there's they could there literally be, be anything they could be stupid they could be they, they, they can could be have a brain just like us they could be literally a brain so you never know what you're i thought it was a cool st- i thought it. it was a cool story when um Back when the nuclear powers were really, really becoming a thing, I think it was World War World War Two, mm-hmm. and around mm-hmm. the biggest nuclear base, they saw the most UFO activity they ever have, and then the nuclear plant just like, not dissipated, but like stopped working at a point. So they were kind of saying like, who was this other, hmm. who was this other thing that stopped the nuclear things from happening, and like who's looking at this? Was it another country with their new technology, or was it another world? And league? I'm sure there was still a fact of people out there that said. You know, divine intervention. Who knows what it could be? Just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because there's there's a, a bunch of different schools of logic when it comes to the aliens and and their idea of good versus evil, their idea yeah. of balance. Because um, a lot of people would even say that like the stereotypical short gray, tall gray aliens aren't necessarily evil. They're more scientific. They're mm-hmm. more logical. I mean, that crosses you into Star Trek territory, right? <laughs> like, they don't they don't interfere Tal- with the planets, but they're going to monitor and make sure that the world yeah, is civilization. No, they're, the they're, definitely, they're definitely people out there who think they've been interacted with mm-hmm. by, by rogue agents of um, several different aliens. There's a man, Steve, Dr. Stephen Greer. He has this yeah. whole... I know Greer. Whole thing, and he has this group of people. It's like a essentially like a dude. There's so like many a camp, books. and there's he, so many books. There's so many collections. Of, yeah, and uh, so and he's convinced that they're very, they're good, benevolent. they're good at heart. Benevolent, benevolent, elephant, um, benevolent, elephant, benevolent. But Stephen Greer, if, if you guys haven't heard of him. Um, that are listening, definitely check him out because he talks about, shows videos, shows everything about divine intervention, and it is absolutely moving. And if you listen to him and then come away and don't believe in aliens, then I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. They're out there. They're they're out there. 100% I think it would take. I think it would take a very close-minded person, both logically, practically, scientifically, no. yeah. morally, to say no. I think the only the only like sect of humanity that I could think of saying no are like the super religious, well, like the Mormons? where where they just think no, just, just that yeah. where they just think that like alien is just another word for for you know God's God's great gift of life. Hmm. Um. I I like I like how many different interpretations of aliens that exist Me because too. it just shows how imaginative the concept could be. Exactly. I I the that's stories you that's actually me. and I don't think I talked about it on the podcast yet, but that's actually why I really liked Nope. I Nope is fantastic. I thought there there so I had the I had the twist spoiled for me by a Reddit 
thread. Don't spoil it like for a, me. Like a year ago, I won't. I won't. Seen it yet. I won't go into it. Oh, then Dennis Fairy Reality tonight, man. You gotta, you gotta watch. I could, it as soon as I could probably fucking bootleg it yeah. after yeah. this if you want to watch. Great. It's great. It's great. Um, but it's 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 aliens done as they've never been done before in a movie, and that's that's what's immediately attracting about it. Hmm. Yeah. Because like it that. takes your entire concept of what an alien can be and turns it on its head in the most literal way. I and like it's, it a lot. it's so, I'm not going to say it's the best movie ever made because it's not, but it's, there's something very original and very imaginative mm. and very believable. scientifically, <laughs> that's believable. scientifically Poss- possible, yeah. scientifically fucking scary. Sure. About about yeah. the concept, right? And and how it's executed. So I'm, you know, I knew about that walking into <laughs> it. <laughs> I word. knew about it before I walked into it, and I still fucking loved it. And that just goes to show uh, how something how something needs to be seen to be understood. No, because, I didn't look. I didn't dive because deep. I, just I come to me. And it was I ridiculous. knew the I twist. Like I couldn't wait. I knew the twist from the minute the nice. the second trailer dropped. Okay. Someone someone had leaked from an early screening, pretty much the entire plot of the movie. Oh, and damn. I just I no I I went looking for it. I yeah. knew, I needed okay. to I needed to know okay. what this movie was going to do okay. so that I could I could holster my expectations. Okay, true. And because I lowered them by reading that, I came out above it. And it's because they approach aliens kind of like all the different ways Stephen King does. Stephen King loves to kind of do different types of aliens. So I'm not spoiling mm-hmm. anything by saying this, but like the mist is like a window between realities. He doesn't think of aliens so much as outer space as aliens that exist between the veil. Mm. So that's where the mist comes from. Um, it is supposed to be an evil doppelganger entity from beyond the stars. That's why it comes to earth to feed Mm. Uh, it is if you haven't seen it chapter one or two the twist mm. is that he's an alien he's yeah. he's not from this planet he's not from this reality he comes here to eat mm. and that's why in the lore of Stephen King he's afraid of a giant turtle god that rules another universe it's very stupid I don't know why it's in the book there's a lot of stupid shit in turtle there. god but there's Scoo- a turtle god but there's a turtle god <laughs> it's a, a giant, turtle god like a squirtle. Squirtle. he's squirtle he's always he's always <laughs> looking he's always the looking giant ninja turtle it's Leonardo he's literally looking Cow, at Pennywise <laughs> he's literally looking at Pennywise with like dagger eyes the entire book and um and then Stephen King does something very interesting a lot later in his career he does um, under the dome, the big right, twist. The right. big twist of Under the Dome is that this giant town gets a giant like contact lens dropped on it, mm-hmm. and it turns to in. lock them in to their society and see how quickly they deconstruct and turn on each other and kill each other and turn into animals. Very, very Lord of the Flies for yeah. for for a town, and um, it turns out to be nothing more than a bunch of kid aliens with a magnifying glass on humanity. Interesting. Much like how we burn ants, mm. these were uh, uh, giants. These so that's these were funny. these were they were in the books they're described as triangles of floating leather. Yeah, these little fucks. Triangles of floating leather. Interesting. That would vibrate and and turn and look at one another. But they didn't have eyes, they didn't have features, and they kind of looked like rhombuses yeah. or diamonds or triangles. Hmm. And they would Shaped just they would just they would just they would just shape. leather. 
And like nice the idea was Saturday. that they were children and that they had gotten a hold of a very interesting technology from their people. And a fourth one was a female and it was never allowed to play with the experiment of the three boy floating creatures. Mm. And um, one day when they weren't looking, uh, the people in Under the Dome essentially pray to the fourth one that they become a parent to as the story goes on. And it unlocks the dome. Mm. <laughs> And, and destroys the experiment. Hmm. But that's, that's, it's such a weird twist ending. Nope. To that. No, no, no. Under the Dome. Under the Dome. It's such nope, a weird. Nope throws a twist at you relatively middle of the movie. It does. It does. It, it plays, I won't even say twist. It but plays just its update, hand. The, the, the climax. The, the point. It updates, it, up, it updates the idea of the movie relatively okay. quickly. And we can definitely watch it after this because it's it's phenomenal. Um, but that's why I like something like that. That's why I like how that exists because sure. because that just shows how even something we come to understand as alien, uh, we could not understand it at the very same time. At the time. moment, yeah, the we nev never would have thought of that. Because we really don't have concrete evidence. We no. really don't have a ton of shit. Like, even large government documents... Area 51. <laughs> large government documents that have been leaked over the last five years are finally declassified, where we can go into and read them, like the JFK documents that just got released a couple years ago. Like, we can now go into and read these documents and find out that Roswell really was nothing more than a weather balloon. It really was just an experiment. It was a World War II experiment gone wrong because the idea was they were trying to create a radar for the sky. Hmm. Much like how a submarine uses echolocation under the water to notice other submarines. What they were trying to do was create a balloon that would go up into the stratosphere and be able to tell whether planes were coming in to and drop scan. nukes. Yeah. And what it would and what it would do is it would send out this signal, but the signal was so strong it actually popped the fucking balloon and the balloon fell on someone's yard. And because the technology was so advanced for the time like, what the and because they this? didn't want it to leak out to the rest of the world so that can, they can steal it. They they literally masqueraded it, I mean, it letting the farmer go nuts thinking that something fell from the sky because the less knowledge the commies, the Japs, literally yeah, fucking anyone had at the time, the better for the U.S. government necessarily. Have you ever it's seen the same atom bomb theory. Yourself, either of you two, have you ever seen something in the sky like that that you believed was aliens? I've only talked with one person on the show before who's had a legitimate experience, and it's, and it's Mr. Skelly Bones. Um, but he told me a, a story about being in a car and losing time. That's wild. Like, uh, seeing, seeing a, a, a weird collection of lights and, and looking at it in the distance. Mm -hmm. And then he looks back down at his, his car radio and like 20 minutes have passed and he literally just got there. That's nuts. I actually probably in I'm, February or March had an He's experience. a listener of the show and he hates how much I exaggerate that story. So I'm going to go ahead and fucking, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, fuck you. I tell the story however like I do. You told me. I have to cut that. That's his real name. That's so fucking. Um, <laughs> I, he, he, I told the story once like a light came over his car and he felt things and he was like, that's not how it was. Like I saw a light. And then I like lost time, and that's. He's like, don't exaggerate it. Well, fuck you, fuck still, you. It makes a better story. Close enough. <laughs> and uh, I might equate it's Hollywood, it to Hollywood, baby. I like to say aliens because at the time I was doing deep nosedives into just 
the alien world and this girl I was talking to also we were just talking the whole whole night about this You're kind talking of shit. aliens aliens you pillow talking that aliens. is, that aliens. is blue we're talking talk- love yeah blue talking love so we're, we're, we're on the beat I'll, I'll set the scene we're watching the sunset on a crisp cool North Carolina February evening uh-huh and we're we're chilling, having some wine. This guy's arm wrapped she just, around her. She just, she just lit up a nice, a nice fine blunt. We're sitting on the My beach. My lady. We're talking about just what could be in this world. What's, what's out there? What, what's going on? Whatever. We stand up. We're feeling ourselves. She puts on some music. We're dancing on the beach. The song "Dancing in the Moonlight" comes on. Dancing in the moonlight. Everybody, we're dancing. We happen to both look up at the same time. And in the distance, almost like a firework that took up the entire sky, I'd say 50 different orange little lights lit up the sky, completely went away. We were like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? We're looking just around. We're like, whoa, what was that? We look to our right. There's this, I, w- I don't want to say orb, but this circle of orange light. Might have been a plane just coming right at us, getting bigger down the coast. It turns, goes inland, disappears. We're like, wow, that was either a really big plane or what the fuck is going on tonight? Maybe North Carolina is a very big uh, military state. Maybe it's military experiments, whatever. That that looked um, really cool. There's, jetpacks. there's a fun book and a fun movie. I think it's called Fires in the Sky. But it's it's literally that same concept. It's, the, I, what the government will tell you is that it's military flare. It, it's it's like a plane flying by and dropping well flares to point out something real quick. But what the fuck were the hundred different little orange things that popped up? So the the plane the plane dude leaves. there were there were a series of like thirty lights floating over fucking yeah. L A like fucking I don't even yeah. fucking know like two years ago and no one batted yeah. an eye at it. You know like it's nuts. It's, it could be it could be. A, a very so skewed perception things. of light and darkness, it, you know, it's it's so fucking tough. So to then, say. so then we we sit back down. We're like, what the fuck just happened? Like that was absolutely yeah. insane. Like what the fuck's going on? And what right in the seen? distance, kind of like as someone as I like to describe it on Disney Channel writes the, why this is Disney Channel <laughs> uses the light beam, literally those, the orb I saw on the beach that went inland, three of them drawn perfectly circles. Not just showing up and disappearing, but drawn. One, two, two. three, lit up, disappear. <laughs> and we're just sitting there like, what the fuck was that? And then we're kind of just like freaking out the entire night. And we stayed on the beach till like 1 a.m., didn't see anything more. But that all happened within maybe 15, 20 minutes of each other. And... It was just after we were talking about how, like, amazing the outer world is and, like, how you can't really be closed-minded to many things. And, like, the coincidence of this, like, day was absolutely insane. Have you tried researching it? Have you tried seeing online I, if anyone in, this, in no the one, local area? No one. I even wrote it down. I, my, my grandma is a... She could go on and on for days about aliens and spirituality of this and that and this. So she was like, whatever you saw, write it down so you never forget it. Like, And so I wrote it down in my phone, just mm-hmm. exactly what I saw and what happened. Well, you know... Um, but nothing exists online. No, I went on Twitter because, you know, when you go to Twitter, it's usually someone writes something someone on Twitter. Someone might see it too. Right. Reddit, nothing. Uh, have you looked into uh, Tom DeLong's To The Stars? No, Academy? but I, I, I have not. So Tom DeLong. 
famous frontrunner of uh, Blink-182, Blink mm-hmm. uh, funds one of the biggest UFO organizations in the country. Oh, I actually just think I listened to him on so, Steve-O's podcast. Probably, yeah. And he, That'd be uh, great. Love the two of them. Tom, uh, Tom DeLonge awesome. talks about aliens literally all the time. And he's the one who got a hold of the recent Navy footage, I, I want to say, like, just two years ago, where um, planes were just literally two, two Oh, is that planes. the one in Portugal? That, like, the plane, something about the, the, the coast off of Portugal or Italy or something I like that? I don't remember where it was. That's the problem. Is uh, it's, it's the least interesting detail of the footage to me. Because it's literally just two planes flying at an incredible height. And something comes out of nowhere on their radar and zooms them out. Zo- zooms, that's that's what that's zooms around. That is exactly them. what I heard. Both of them see it, report it back to the base, note that it's there, and try to catch it on on like speed cams. And nothing. And they break out. No, they you find a very small image of something. Oh, uh, Iron Man picking up past. No, that's even funnier. <laughs> that something picks up a s- small diagonally, uh, very very rhombusy looking. Um, just dart pats on on the uh, on the uh, speed cam. It doesn't huh. it doesn't clock color. It clocks shape. So it, it goes by. It's like bright blue against like a green black background. Because that fast. And it it stops laterally and changes direction on a dime and fucking disappears. And them being skilled pilots of their We're like what. There's not a single aircraft that exists that, that can, can stop that. and pivot on a dime and, and redirect like that. It would it would literally kill whatever's inside. So, you know, it could be could be anything. It that's could be. that's that's, that's what... the wildest thing. And that what gets me your comment gets me into the that's story. Terrifying. Your comment it's gets me nuts. into the story of um at LAX, um, I wanna say somewhere in the last two years, um, a dude has been seen flying around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- a lone jetpacker <laughs> has been has been cataloged flying as high as three thousand feet Jeez. all over L.A. and Tony Stark. Pe- and people aren't sure if it's um, the military tech that was uh, tested with the Navy recently, where they have the uh, the hand cannons mm-hmm. and the jetpack, where they can like zip around. A they little can bit. zip around. Uh, and, and get up to high, as high as like six hundred feet. It's I believe. fast. I just saw the it's, video. It's of it very last fast. Week. Like the a guy, zoom. A guy jumps off of a navy ship. I think three miles offshore gets to land, mainland on a lands on a beach in like two minutes, and then zooms all the way back in like a five minute video. Yeah, the technology that is coming and, out. Um, it's it's I, I consider it alien, not the aliens we're talking about, but it is alien technology for sure. It's in, I mean that gets into the Area Fifty One argument, yeah. which is pretty much. Are we are we slowly starting to come out with better technology for like phones and internet and for waves, you know, different types of waves like microwaves and and red waves and all of these things that the eye can't see, uh, Wi-Fi, you know, um, are we are we finally understanding this this technology that's been, you know, something we've had for a while, or is or are are we essentially having help with it? Like and um, <laughs> yeah, man. And and where's it coming from? Why do why do all these things seem to kind of exist around the same time? Um, yeah, there's there's really cool shit on the horizon for commercial use. Oh yeah, um, flying cars. Just think about all the shit that's happened bikes, in the last. I don't know. Jet you just go back five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Imagine what's gonna fucking be here in thirty years. Digital printing food. 
Yeah, it's digital like, printing guns. It's oh. like a new thing. Oh. You can digital print guns. Digital printing food is That's now bad. a thing. Oh yeah, you could you could yeah you could print you could print a gun. It's fucking silly. And actually, silicone, which is pretty much what the three D images make mm-hmm. out of silicone, they found bits and pieces of that in pyramids. So like, mm. did that exist all the way back then? Yeah. Is silicone that thing that aliens used and introduced here, and we're like, hey, let me let me stick this in you. Yeah, stick whatever you want inside. Open me. up your butt and come yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Your fist. I. Hey. No, just sticking some silicone yeah. out there. I'm so, ready for it. Here you go. I'll let it out. If, if it had to do with aliens, I would say... a good place say... for that to go. Oop, mm-hmm. right on in I'd there. I'd spread my cheeks for an alien. Would you? No, probably not. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go to the sleep. One, the one thing I tell my girlfriend, no butt stuff. No butt Listen, stuff, nah, except if you, you're an like, alien. Like, you, don't, you don't need to do that. If you could show me the outer space world by putting something inside me, I would let you do it. <laughs> You heard it what here if it's first, like a giant folks. Spider thing, and it's like you heard it's spider fingers. What's like? In uh, you heard it here first. Would I be able to ask what it young, can show me? Young afterwards? listener, come just wants an alien to show him the world. I'm telling you, uh, shining, sh- shining, shimmering, you. splendid. Um, and all it costs is possibly is a finger in the bum. Do whatever you want, Mister Alien. Oh, it reminds I me of to... Man Seeking Woman, where the aliens come to Earth and all that they want is to is to like fuck. I'm telling you, I think I thought it was a South Park episode, but I'm telling you, aliens came down here and were like, "Wow, this is a beautiful place. Like, what is this place? And they just fucked wow, everything. What is this place?" And then they walked in. And they're like, "Oh, man, you're telling me this this animal got a got a pussy." <laughs> You're that is a I South can, Park I can episode. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> that is a South Park episode. <laughs> I could fuck that. Um, <laughs> and naturally, couldn't hold back. I think uh, <laughs> aliens are dogs. Yeah, aliens are dogs. I think. Uh, I aliens. I think. Which one of you wants to start? I do, obviously. Okay. Spam. I'm gonna give you the choice of. Spam. Do you want to read shadows on the wall? Or some shooting stars aren't meant to be wished upon. I want to read the Ooh, shooting stars one. Okay, I yeah, see you, a lot of you them. You can have the stars. I've seen like you did. Yeah, I've seen so like fifteen stars. I will go opposite. Aliens are in North Carolina. I'm telling you, or the military is. I don't know which one. You know, but it's I a believe much in nicer place to live than Pennsylvania. It, so there's like... no light pollution. I'm telling you, it, I believe yeah. it's aliens. I'm sure others will believe it's the military. They but. want, they like the warmth too. Dude, I for, I was fucking meditating real hard one night when I was, it was, I was like really into aliens like in the winter last year <laughs> and I was deep, like 30 minutes in, maybe even an hour into like meditation and I kid you not, I heard a <laughs> in my ear and I shot right up out of my bed and that I was, was just, like, what the fuck was that? Dude, that's just me. It was you? It was just me. coming. It was even weirder if you heard. Coming to say Dude. what up. Why didn't you tell me you were here? Yeah. I want to let you, I want to let you do my stuff. <laughs> it would have. Imagine, yeah. It would have yeah, Sorry, been it wasn't Bobby. What? It was actually. <laughs> come. Come. But it was like, a, it was like calming, but it was terrifying at the same time. And I've never experienced something like that. And I, I don't think it was myself. I don't think I was just dreaming. I was fully conscious. Original cast of company. Yeah. Seeing the opening number. I, I felt like what you were listening to was... The uh, <laughs> but it the also, live ag- the live action adaptation of Cats. It might be. 
But I'm also a firm believer in like your brain tells you what you want to hear. So I could have been really into aliens at the time and meditating and wanted to hear something. Well, that's like what that. they say. So um, that's why I'm really wanting an alien to come do butt stuff with me. That's Ooh. why. That's I'm why manifesting. That's actually why they <laughs> call say, me Akbar. <laughs> Allah, Allah. It's, it's trap. It's trap. Baby. There's one. The the funny thing about that is, I real I really do think. That when when you when you break it down, aliens fall into two different categories. Just like everything else, black and white. And <laughs> Actually, that does make it funnier. I was gonna say, the ones that want to do butt stuff, <laughs> black and white, straight and gay, and the ones that want to eat you. <laughs> oh, oh, that's it. There's no, there's no others. No, no help. Aliens. No help. There is no in between. There's no help. They want to, they want to the touch your jag on. <laughs> or eat They you? want you to touch their jag on. Oh, suck on my jag on. <laughs> suck my jag on. Or they want to fucking eat you. Uh, Alright, so. That's where I think the split is. I love it. Without further ado, is that where we're going to go? Shadows on the wall. Yeah, you're going to read Shadows on shadows the Wall. Shadows on the fucking wall. Alright. Growing up, I was convinced I'd be abducted by aliens. <laughs> I lived in constant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. I lived in constant, sleep-deprived fear, as every strange shadow and every reflection of light on the wall signified the beginning of what I knew would be my end. Logic told me the shadows were just piles of dirty clothes or my cat, my coat rack. My oh cat. That's my, my cat. No, it's just dirty clothes. That's my fucking cat. You'll get the fuck out of there. <laughs> that the reflections were just the passing cars on the street below. But logic fails in the face of terror. If it weren't for my older brother, Jason. Yeah, I love you, Jason. Jason. Fuck you, Jason. Jason. No, Jason, oh, it wasn't for him. Oh, yeah, we love you, Jason. We shared, we shared a bedroom. There's a very real chance I would have lost my mind. All right, Jason's a real one. Jason's a solid. I remember my 13th birthday with the same detached sense of helpless violation as a victim of sexual assault. God Jeez, bro. Jesus. Bro, not only do I love aliens, but this old man touched me by the hole. <laughs> The day itself had been fine. <laughs> the day itself had been fine. Pleasant, even. My parents, who were always caring and supportive, did their best to make sure my birthday was enjoyable. It's my birthday. God damn it. <laughs> they knew I was stressed. They knew I was anxious. I never told them why, though. Only Jason knew. And he promised to keep it a secret. <sighs> After the festivities, I went up to my room to play video games. Obviously. I had two hours to play before lights out. Jason sat in his immaculately, immaculately made bed, which was in stark contrast to my messy one, and watched, offering pointers as I died, over Jesus. and over. Two hours went by quickly, and Dad came in and, and to say it was time to go to sleep. He sat next to Jason on the bed and let me know he was proud of me, <laughs> how I had been brave. Proud. Despite having a hard time that things would get better, he wished me a happy birthday, happy kissed birthday. me goodnight. Oh, oh, switched off the light on the way out of the room. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's my head. <laughs> That's my ear. For a little while, I felt pretty good. Like I said, I never told my parents exactly what had been bothering me. They'd ask every so often, but they wouldn't pry. They could tell I was struggling. I heard them cleaning up downstairs, comforted by the fact they were still awake and alert. With a sense of security I hadn't felt in a long time, I drifted off to sleep. After a couple hours, I woke up and glanced at the clock. 
11.26. Huh, almost butthole time. Mmm. <laughs> I closed my eyes again. Before I could... <laughs> before I could drift off to sleep, though, I noticed something. The room smelled bad. <laughs> I shit myself. <laughs> it wasn't a scent I could identify in the slightest. Nope, I'm used to that. It happens every night. It was heavy and medicinal, but organic, too. Strange. Alien. 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 He said the word. My eyelids lifted to the sight, something shuffling toward my bed. E.T. He wants to phone home. I tried to shout on bolts away, but nothing worked. No movement, no sound. Only my eyes could receive my commands. And they stared, bulging out of my skull, as this thing stood over my supine body. I knew it finally come to me. This was the day I'd anticipated and dreaded for years. I tried to make out the features of it on its face. All I could pick up was this hideousness, deformity, a head with an upper left quadrant missing, a mouth with no lower mandible, and a shriveled tongue lolling down to its skinny neck. Robbie. Yeah, it's pretty good. It gargled. It knew my name. It had been studying me. It knew my name. No more, Robbie. <laughs> Oh, hold on. No more me, Robbie. No more me. Time to grow up. <laughs> I like that voice. Its head came down and touched my forehead with the remains of an upper lip. As it tilted, maggots tumbled out of the cratered skull, landed on my face. They squirmed and tumbled onto my pillow. So it just turned from alien to horror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real quick. I felt them writhing against my ears and the sides of my neck. Turn. It's so quiet. I'll miss you. It's like a, I'll miss you, bro. It turned you, and walked toward Jason's bed. Oh, I Jason. tried over and over to scream as panic suffused the entirety of my being. The dark world around me blurred, and I knew I was going to pass out. I knew I was going to fail my brother and not be able to warn him before this creature reached him, before I lost consciousness, before I passed into a dreamless morass of black. I hated myself for being so useless, for being so weak. My mother's shrill, panicked shriek catapulted me back into reality. The room was bright, it was morning. Mom stood over Jason's bed wailing and sobbing, and I heard Dad thundering across the hall from their bedroom. He burst into the room and immediately saw what Mom did. I watched his knees tremble, as if he were about to fall. I didn't move. Everything from the night was coming back and I knew I was certain Jason was dead. My big brother was gone. The certainty was overwhelming and searing tears of leaked down my cheeks. <laughs> doesn't need yeah, the searing tears. The certainty was overwhelming and searing tears leaked down my cheeks onto the pillow. Something wriggled against my neck. I gasped and leapt to my feet. Everything went slowly for the next few minutes. I turned and saw the ring of maggots around my head print on the pillow. Dad was crossing the room to take me in his arms when he saw the bugs in my pillow, in my hair, and whispered, Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He picked me up. He hadn't done that in years. Little baby. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you mean big baby. <laughs> big baby. I rode out of the room in his strong arms. <laughs> Don't look at your brother's bed. He ordered. I couldn't help myself. Don't do it. I looked at as we exited. One glance was all I needed. Jason's body was on the bed, 
He was wearing a stained and dirt-encrusted blue suit. Oh, no. I thought to myself <laughs> as I took in his injuries. The lower, torn mandible, the caved-in skull, the desiccated green-gray skin that was mostly gone. Mm. Mom's raking sobs had escalated to hysterical screaming. As Dad and I rounded the corner and headed downstairs, we heard her shouting, How did you come back? Why are you here? Who did this? Dad whispered in my ear as we walked. It's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. We don't know who did it, but it's going to be all right. It's not your brother anymore. It's just the body he doesn't need. He's still in heaven, okay? He's still in heaven. I started to shake, and Dad's voice cracked with emotion as he spoke those last words. He's in heaven. It sounded horribly, horribly yeah, familiar. I closed my eyes and saw a coffin. I saw my parents standing next to it, sobbing. I saw a large, framed picture of Jason in a room full of my friends and family. But I also saw the toys I was playing with, and I saw Jason sitting next to me. We played while everyone else cried. He grinned and said, Don't be upset, Robbie. I'll be here to help while you grow up. You don't have to feel sad. <laughs> my Aunt Lindsay came up to me and stood in the exact same spot where Jason was sitting. I remember thinking it was strange she could do that, and then she knelt down and said, He's in heaven. Before walking back to my cousins and uncle, Jason winked at my confused face, then we kept playing with our toys. Jason died, I whispered to dad. He nodded, and I watched as he eyed the muddy footprints from the back door which led up down the hall and up the stairs to my room. You were probably too young to remember, but he loved you so, so much. I thought back to all the fun we'd had in our room over the years, leading up to the video games of my 13th birthday the night before. You're the same age he was now, Dad said, and tears freely flowed down into his beard. You're all grown up. Something from the previous night buzzed in my ear. No more me, Robbie. No more me. Time to grow up. And then it clicked, and my screams joined those of my mother in a terrible, dissonant chorus. Ah. Okay, well that was uh, that was Shadows on the oh. Wall, apparently. Shadows <laughs> on the Wall. Shadows on the Wall. Gosh. From the windows! To the wall! Shadows on the Wall! Shadows on the Wall. To the dead brother in my bed. <laughs> oh, his fucked up head. Yeah, right. And the alien licked my balls. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, uh, is the kid just crazy? Is that how, is that how we're going to summarize that? I think he that? actually took a bad dose of was, mushrooms that night. Was he just... Jason's alive. Was he just wigging? Yeah. Or did something really reanimate Jason's body and tell him to come play peekaboo? I think it was all a dream. You think it was... It was all a dream! <laughs> We used to read Word of Magazine. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're now going to go to Some Shooting Stars aren't, aren't meant, meant to be, be wished, wished upon. upon. Can I wish upon a star? <laughs> he said the airplanes are like <laughs> night sky. Like shooting, shooting stars. stars. 
You should be wishing on them now. Wishing on them now. I didn't get to say that the first story, Shadows on the Wall, was by Unsettling Stories. Shadows on the Wall. We are changing tune when reading this next one. This next one comes from Reddit No Sleep. So this is definitely going to be different. Some shooting stars aren't meant to be wished upon. Shout out No Sleep. Yeah, dude. There it was. A fragment of the universe hurtling through the cosmos. And there I was, gazing up from the comfort of a farmhouse rooftop built by my father's hand smack dab in the middle of nowhere. In all of the years we lived out there on this countryside, not a damned thing remarkable ever happened. This meteor shower was the highlight of my entire life. And that's why, with a bit of wonder glazed over my eyes, I wished on that one shooting star brighter than the rest. I wished for some excitement. Almost as if in answer to my plea, the meteor took a U-turn and fell from the skyline like a falcon diving for its prey. I watched, astonished, as it passed overhead and crashed into the wooded area behind my dad's property. Surprisingly, there was no sound, no explosion. Just the rustling of tree leaves as it plummeted through the forest's canopy. To make matters more peculiar, I swear I saw a red glow emanating from the crash site, however faint. After the initial shock wore off, I climbed down from the roof and raced towards the woods as fast as my scrawny little legs would allow. I had a rough idea of where the thing landed, so I darted in that direction, hoping I could take home a chunk of space rock as a souvenir to show my father. Clefairy! <laughs> Clefairy! Father, look at them! <laughs> if I was lucky, it would be a treasure thrilling enough to keep him from getting mad that I went off into the woods by my lonesome. I could only hope. Was this like the story you were telling when you were on the beach? You yeah. wanted to run off on the beach? I, d- I did. I actually Get swam ready. a mile. I swam a mile and it was, but it was, a sh- it was, it, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Eventually, I came to a small clearing where the moonlight gently caressed the earth, granting me a somewhat clearer picture of the flora and fauna around me. I noticed many small animals frantically scurrying north for, for no discernible reason. I surmised the meteor's landing frightened the wildlife nearby, so I decided to, hide, to head off in the opposite direction. <laughs> Bye. Don't want to go there. Sure enough, though, after maybe ten more minutes of my impromptu hike through the wilderness, I came upon the source of the mysterious glow I'd seen before. It was no meteor. There... Sitting in a small depression in the ground was a metallic pod of sorts, complete with a blinking beacon protruding from its surface like an antenna. It's gonna go on your butt. It's a perfect story for me. (laughs) The craft itself was spherical and at least twice my height. I'd never seen anything like it. I was utterly dumbfounded. And horny as hell. And then I I ran back, quickly got my Vaseline and went right back. Before I could take a closer look, a hatch opened up from its side. From my side. My hatch opened. From its side. Before I could take a closer look, a hatch opened up from its side, startling me back into the woods. With a racing heart, I scuttled behind the nearest tree. I cautiously positioned my head around the trunk and spied on the object with bated breath. I didn't know what to expect. Was it some sort of top secret military weapon? or perhaps a remote control gadget built by a genius hermit living nearby. Would a little green man step out to greet me, Hello. demanding to speak with my leader? What's your fucking dad? <laughs> no matter the outcome, my eyes were glued to that metallic pod for better or for worse. 
a dark violet ooze spilled from the object. Oh, it's Mr. Ooze. It's Mr. Ooze. Ivan Ooze. The goo man. Don't touch my ooze. He's a goo. This purple goo will take over you. I was ready for this dark violet ooze that spilled from the object, forming a large puddle at its base. A slimy substance then scaled the pod, coating the exterior from top to bottom. As the slime moved around the sphere, the light above stopped blinking. All at once, the purple liquid was repelled from the craft and back onto the ground below. There, it began taking more of a humanoid shape. As the ooze changed, so too did its color. It became white and fuzzy, not unlike television static. Appropriately enough, TV and radio dialogue soon filled the forest. The thing was collecting signals from thin air, regurgitating lines from popular programs long since broadcast. At least, that's what it appeared to be doing. Like Bumblebee. Because you guys, yeah, it is like Bumblebee, but you know, like, to, when was it, the 90s? We sent out that satellite Uh with recordings of TV and stuff. My mouth agape in awe. I began leaning forward without realizing it. The signal seized abruptly, and I fell, head first, onto a pile of dead branches, creating a loud crunch. From my new vantage point, I watched the white figure turn to my direction, then I heard it speak. Who's there? Its voice was shaky and unnatural, a low, monotone growl coupled with a harsh reverb. Scared for my life, I picked myself up and ran back home faster than I've ever run before. I reclaimed my perch on the roof and carefully surveyed the property. Once I was sure I hadn't been followed, I hopped through my bedroom window and climbed into bed, hoping that I dreamt the whole thing up, an adventure concocted by my imagination running wild. I wished it were that simple, but wishful thinking rarely plays out in one's favor. The following day, I came downstairs to the familiar aroma of eggs and bacon. My father always cooked up a hearty breakfast on Sundays. The sight I was greeted with upon entering the dining room, however, was anything but familiar. There, sitting at the table, across from my father, was a man in a clean-cut suit, wearing a bowler hat and a striped tie. We rarely entertained visitors, so I was a little more than perplexed. Son, this is Mr. Grovewood. His car broke down a couple miles up the road, so he's going to be staying with us for a few nights just until he can get things sorted out. How do you do, sport? I remained silent, perturbed by the man's presence and still shaken from the previous night. He's paying us a generous sum to stay here, so you best treat him with respect. My dad glared at me in a way that effectively relayed his meaning. As such, I complied. I'm well, sir. Thank you for asking. The man smiled, albeit awkwardly, and I ran outside to tend off the farm. Tend to the farm. I didn't know why, but I'd suddenly lost my appetite. Something just wasn't adding up. How did this stranger find the farm after his car broke down? We were literally surrounded by the forest. Dumb luck, perhaps? Doubtful. I was beginning to feel his appearance the day after was the thing that landed in the woods wasn't a mere coincidence. But this wasn't a theory I had enough nerve to explore. After all, I had already convinced myself that the previous night's events were nothing more than a bad dream. The man would be gone in a few days either way, so I tried not to dwell on it. The next couple of nights were, um, bizarre. 
Mr. Grovewood attempted to watch a sitcom with us while eating dinner, but his reactions were less than normal. He seemed confused by the program and would only laugh after he noticed us laughing. <laughs> and this wasn't just any laughter, mind you. It was a loud guffaw of intensely uncomfortable proportions. I was almost relieved when he got pulled away by a phone call from a business colleague, though. Business colleague. <laughs> I didn't hear a single word exchanged, though. The following night, I walked downstairs to the kitchen for a glass of milk only to find Mr. Grovewood chowing down on a raw steak from the freezer. I asked him about it, and all he said was, It's just a little midnight snack. Trust me, a little color does the body good. Needless to say, I ran back to my room in a hurry without my milk. Last night, however, is when I became truly afraid. Walking past the guest room to the bathroom, I overheard, overheard Mr. Grovewood on the phone. This time, he most certainly spoke. Did you receive the information I transmitted? Yes, this is the language we must use from here on out. We must avoid suspicion and blend in with the rest. It's a lovely place, rich in minerals, water, and life forms. You and the others are going to like it here. So long as you're ready, there's no going back from here. This will be our new home. No need. Why waste the material on transports when I can beam you down instantaneously? I have two vessels here, ripe for the taking. Dun, dun, dun. They're coming in here, snatching up your body. That's how humanity started. Giving you that body snatch. Yeah, they first Living came down here and life. said, wow. This this place is pretty fucking awesome. Maybe they're escaping alien prison. Maybe they nah, they're just body snatchers, dude. They're all about that life. They're here to. I think I think they came here and said, "Holy shit, this place is fucking dope." Why is everyone so depressed? That this place is amazing. And then I am going to read. We discovered something in In deep deep space. space. (laughs) The deep cavity. I don't think you can say that. It's illegal in 14 states. 14 states. say that. Is, is it legal here? It's the one thing I tell my girlfriend. Don't <laughs> <want> stuff. <laughs> oh, that, that isn't that fun. We each read from a different source. This one's from Creepypasta. Oh, Creepypasta. Creepypasta. A little bit of spooky what? spaghetti. It's a spooky spaghetti. The gobbity ghoul. <laughs> Gabagoo. Hello, meat, though. <laughs> <laughs> you think aliens know what Gabagoo is? A hundred percent. They refer to it. They actually created it. Gabagoo. <laughs> we discovered something in deep space. 43 years ago, exactly. on the 5th of September, 1977, a space probe was launched from My Earth ass. and sent on an endless <laughs> journey through space. The probe, which was affectionately named Voyager 1, contained a multitude of information regarding humanity, including our language, our art, and in a more metaphorical way, our souls. Before you go on, this what, is do what you I was think, talking about. What do you think, so real quick, if, if aliens found out right now, if they were to just get a glimpse of life in 2022, what do you think the culture and things that they would see right TikTok. now would be? Shitty, cringy TikTok. 
about about stupid fucking people <laughs> dancing and, and fucking dabbing. And they would want to blow up the planet immediately, and I can't fucking blame them. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Do you disagree with me? No, I just wanted to see. Either that thing. or either that or like politics. They would pick up on the news and they just would just look like, and see like this yeah. country. They'd be like, ah, oh, these guys talk too much. Yeah, what are these dudes doing? Dad? Why are they this, arguing with each other this, about materials? Shouldn't they be yeah. working together? They're all the same species. Yeah, what a bunch we of fucking put idiots. Everyone here to yeah, work apparently together. Apparently, this place called Rusaya is invading the Ukraine. <laughs> Rusaya. <laughs> Rusaya has finally moved on Ukraine. <laughs> Vladimir the people Putin. there are rebelling. Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Today, this little machine is 22 billion kilometers away from Earth, the furthest reach of our species. Though not a manned vessel, it's still part of us. Despite its distance, we're still keeping contact with it, and during its journey spanning almost half a century, it has given us an insight into the mysteries of the universe we thought we could only dream about. My own father spent most of his life on the project, and I have since followed in his footsteps. I dreamed about taking over his work, even as a 12-year-old kid, and eventually these dreams would land me at NASA's doorstep to be defunded by President Trump. <laughs> Little did I know that only a few years into my work, the one question that has plagued us since the dawn of mankind would be answered, forever changing the course of human history. Are we alone? I think we're alone now. On the 7th of December, 2019, I arrived to the office after having been called in at four in the morning. I immediately noticed the panic that had erupted overnight, with my coworkers scurrying around the office, confused, horrified, but seemingly excited about a picture sent from Voyager 1. The monitors that usually displayed little more than numbers and boring graphs now all showed the same singular image. That of a blue planet. Uranus. <laughs> oh yeah, that is blue. I approached one of I the think. screens, and mine's bloody, and studied the photograph. <laughs> Mine too, actually. <laughs> In many ways, the planets resembled Earth with vast blue oceans blue. and split land masses, but none of the continents were recognizable to me, and the clouds hovering above were red with a vague yellow Tint. That's how you know it's not Earth. Hey, uh, Dan, what's this? I asked my neighboring co-worker. Because <laughs> Dan always knows. <laughs> at first, he barely noticed my presence, too, engrossed in his own work as he stared at the screen with a mixture of terror and anticipation. Hey, what's the picture? I Dan? repeated. Fucking Dan. It came from Voyager 1, he said. Barely a whisper. <laughs> Barely a whisper. Barely a whisper. <laughs> Impossible! <laughs> the last image sent from Voyager 1 had been received in 1990, the famous pale blue dot, an image we'd posted on the wall of our office for inspiration. Well, that was so... 19... So inspired. Nine, 29 years ago. <laughs> so That's great fucking now. inspired right now. Since that fateful day, our engineers turned the camera off to save the probe's memory, assuring we could still receive more valu valuable data in the future. Don't be stupid, that's impossible, I said. They turned the camera off decades ago. Something, something turned it back on, he said with a shaky voice. Something. His voice, his choice of words confused me. Instead of indicating that a person had done it, he said, 
<laughs> what do you mean? How is that even possible? I don't know. But the signal that turned it on came from the planet on the picture. It overrode the system, effectively hijacking the probe. I looked back at the picture, noting its bright surface, an impossible image without a nearby star to light it up. But according to all the available data, Voyager 1 should have been several light years away from the nearest star. The signal came from within the Urt cloud, Dan mumbled. <laughs> Excuse me? I know it's 300 years ahead of schedule. We rechecked it five times. It doesn't make any sense. Before I could ask any further questions, my supervisor called me into the main office. And there he showed me the transmission we'd received from Voyager 1. Apparently it wasn't just the picture, but a sequence of numbers and codes hidden within the radio signal. Do you know what it means? I asked after listening to the mess of sounds about ten times. Well, that's why we called you in. We were hoping your father left behind any ideas about his work before he passed away. My dad was a magnificent man. Brilliant in his own way, but obsessed with finding the possibility of extraterrestrial life. This the plot to Star Fox 64? <laughs> the you look like just your father. You remind me of your father. You're starting to remind me more and more like your father. Throughout the past century, Earth has picked up a multitude of different radio signals. Most of them just an after effect from collapsing stars and random background radiation. However, among the mess of noise, several coherent messages have been filtered out from the symphony of the universe. The only problem was that we had no means with which to translate them. My father never could. He could only determine their origin, which fit perfectly with the current location of Voyager 1. And then it dawned on me that the last message for coming from Voyager 1 wasn't just another random signal sent from us from a thus far unknown planet, but a mathematical key that could be used to translate everything we received so far. My theory was that the species that had hijacked the probe had used it to understand our language. Instructions of sorts. It's like the arrival. We spent the next few days deciphering the message, desperately looking for the key. It took a lot of sleepless nights and countless amounts of caffeine, but eventually we found the answer. Without hesitation, we applied the decoder to all previous <laughs> messages originating from the same region. No, that's comedy, folks. Yeah, <laughs> first, you don't get that anywhere. You don't get that anywhere that's else. That's comedy. The first one having arrived in 1968. Aren't these a lot of numbers for people to remember? It's Without boring. looking it's at Oh, we're about to get to a whole flood of numbers. <laughs> Though we had what was essentially an alien dictionary, the language they used contained so many foreign concepts, ideas we still don't understand. Yes, that's what foreign concepts mean. <laughs> but what follows is the basics of Just what we've deciphered so far. On December 7th, 1968. Is there anyone out there? March 15th, 2003. Help. 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 October 23rd, 2010. They are here. September 19th, 2011. We did our best. Sorry. 
Though the direct messages didn't make much sense on their own, the planet had emitted a continuous signal that seemed to contain a very comprehensive history of their world. As far as we could tell, their species first surfaced 10 million years ago, and it reached a level of technology that is so far beyond our own that we can't even begin to understand it. They make no mention of war, but they talk about a defense grid around their system, one that had been ineffective against a threat mentioned on several accounts. The most approximate translation of this threat has been termed the IUDEX. Since the last distress signal in 2011, their planet fell silent. It was a heartbreaking discovery to finally find intelligent life other than our own, only to have it extinguished immediately. The more horrifying fact, however, was that their demise wasn't one of their own making. No, their end had come at the hands of a far superior species, one able to travel through space only to wage war and destruction. Yet, despite their end, a final message was sent through Voyager 1, one that wasn't calling for help or giving us a detailed history or ideas on how to reach them. Instead, they left us with a oh, final shit. warning, a simple message, and a translation key. All they said was, you're next. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say my story was the best. It's pretty Hang solid. It's solid. That's a fun one. Evil, uh, well... Well, they they yeah, weren't they weren't evil. They, they were, were just evil. they were just falling to to the evil alien. But yeah. we didn't we didn't have a ton of Thanos is on his way. We didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Thanos is coming. He's coming for your butt. Um, <laughs> I don't think Thanos coming. We butt. didn't we didn't have too many uh, too many uh, you know examples of of alien in this story. We had what could be concept of a, of a body snatcher taking over a dead body. Yeah, like they, and they left we got the mystery a, up to the, re the listener. Then we got a second body snatcher who's who's ready to spread some seed. And then in the last one, we got some, like, uh, you know, Genghis Khan fucking Mongolians uh, coming, coming to... Breaking my shitty wall, breaking up my break, shitty walk. They broke from my shitty wall. Mongolians? Mongolians, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> funniest fucking line. <laughs> right here. But so that's stupid. uh, but that's that's aliens for you, right? Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, is there is there any other like little anecdotes? Do we want to? Do we all agree that my story was the best story? I think so so far. Wow, creepypasta wins on an episode. Unexpected for a creepypasta to win on. You know what? I'm gonna take that back. Creepypasta, they're good at like monsters and stuff. They're good at reading. They're good at stories about like creatures. They're like mm -hmm. the creature feature of online stories. So, you know, I'm going to give it to them. But it ended, ended great. I'm surprised yours, uh, Spum, uh, Shadows on the Wall, wasn't more gross because unsettling stories are usually really gross. It was kind unsettling of gross. stories. They gave you maggots. Like, they gave you the, the crummy yeah, zombie. But I've read like unsettling maybe. stories were like. A guy like comes into a girl's room at night and puts like worms in her eyes. You know, that's kind like... of what it's kind of gross. Okay, and then Reddit No Sleep. I would say it it tread it tread the same place I think a Reddit No Sleep would go, but because it was just about like a little kid getting all ET phone homed, like it just wasn't 
surprising. Like nothing, yeah. nothing new happened. It's no. telling, it's telling a story that has existed since the fifties. Yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatcher was a black and white movie in the fucking. That was like, good 60s. though. That was a good story. It, it was a good story. No, it was fine. It was, just, uh, it was not... fine. It's just it's it's not doing anything new. Yeah. And that's where I think uh, okay, we I discovered something in deep space is like the precursor to Independence Day. Yep. Right, because it's like all these little telltale signs that something's coming for us, and then you know by the time we figure it out, it's way too late. Yeah. That's that's fun. That was fun. Um, I was Can gonna you ask you a movie that is on the random TV channel more than Independence Day. I mean, it, def- it definitely plays every summer. It's you on know? TNT. It's on TBS. It's on every channel. That's fair. I forget what studio that is. Fox, probably. Yeah, it's probably Fox. Um, I was going to ask if you had seen Annihilation. Yeah. I've seen The Arrival. I don't think I've seen Annihilation. Yeah, Arrival is Annihilation. Arrival's where they're, they're asking, it's, it's her, is it's that Redhead and Jeremy like, Renner. orbs show up, it's like all the, I've seen And that. they're asking questions, and it's all about the, the, the fact that they can see the future, and humans can't. So the, the creatures are talking like through time. And Amy Adams is all like, oh, science. they're telling me the future and science and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I don't remember the ending of that. But I remember Annihilation. The ending of that I- is she she eventually realizes that um, by leading her life the way she is about to, which is divorcing her husband and avoiding her daughter and stuff, um, she can one day meet the right person in the timeline to stop the world from ending, I'm pretty sure. Okay. She like bef- she like befriends the right person at the right time, okay, and helps like save the world. And the aliens tell lead her. And the aliens tell her that, and then they leave. So it's it's they come to say something, and it takes us like thirty years to make it out. <sighs> Annihilation is the one with Natalie Portman, and manning an manning a team of chicks, and a comet has come down, that. basically in like, uh, in like Boston or Maine. I want to say like Maine up north and it has the the radiation coming from the comet is um changing the very makeup the very fabric of reality and it's growing bigger and bigger every year and so it's changing the, the genetic yeah like, it's changing the DNA of the DNA it's changing of, the of DNA everything. of everything that exists within its Plants, sphere Plants, animals humans and over the course of like 5 years it starts to get bigger and bigger and now it's starting to get to like a human populated area so they dangerously so spread. they so they get everyone out of there and spread they send it, a bunch of scientists it. and soldiers in and the soldiers go missing immediately they're just immediately oh. lost and Oscar Isaac plays like the lead soldier and then like months and months and months and months later he shows back up but he's acting all fucking weird oh her uh, his wife is played by natalie portman who when he dies from the eventual radiation um wants to go figure out what happened to him by going into the the zone so she takes a team of scientists like uh tessa thompson from uh thor and um the two of the, the the like six of them, the six like scientists. I never saw this movie. It's really fucking good. But I was gonna say, I remember you talking. You would about love it, the actually, idea of the of the alien. I remember yeah. your mom talking about it, like saying a that plasma, she was, like, like a plasma being that like floated around, boom, boom, and then like could form. Yeah. yeah. It it's 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 kind of unspeakable. It talks it talks in like tones. Hmm. It goes like. 
Okay. And I it like it takes like a drop of Natalie Portman's blood so it could take on like a human form to communicate oh. with her. Um but it's just it's just this like energy entity that just like emanates this power. And it's I'll, really fucking I think cool. I would like that. Do you think do you believe really that uh alien technology has the power to if they have like an orb, they have the power to show up and like dissipate hmm. but it's still being there? Well, it, it determines on if you're looking at it from, like, a scientific or from, like, a biological perspective. Because the idea would be, like, is the orb there? Is it how they get around? Is it, like, their method of transportation? Yeah, is like, it, like, a science can, ye, that they, that they yes. can control? That's what I Or is it think. them or they jumping? Because that, do- yeah. that Dr. Stephen Greer said that he's been at his retreats before, and they... It has a lot to do with, like weird meditation that they like ask these orbs to come so again it could play with that like brain wanting that to show up but he said that everyone at the retreat saw this essentially this pyramid like ship thing Mm. show up in the sky give everyone like a sense of peace show up and vanish and disappear Mm. so he was saying that he thinks they have the kind of technology that can show up in this reality that we have and then dissipate into another layer of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally get that. There's been, there's been so many people with so many different recollections of how uh, the technology works, how, how like a window can almost open out of like yeah. nothingness. Do you think humans would ever be able to get to that technology Shh. on this planet? I don't know. It think... it defies it defies what we understand of like physical yeah. space. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you think that, not really alien related, but do you think that there's more realities that exist in our plane than that we see? Like a multiverse type of thing? Kind of. But like a, we see this, but actually this exists. Like a spectrum? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard because there's so many energies and like light waves and, and different, like I said this on the last alien episode or a recent alien episode I want to say. Cat's eyes apparently can see like nine different types of light. No. It's like, what do you make? What does that even fucking mean? Yeah. Is that why they freak out they, sometimes when what nothing happens, see? but they're like, how does that out? mean their eyes work? And what is it they're seeing? You know, because because a dog's eyes only works like I think like one or two ways. Like they have like a small binocular vision and I think they only see black and white. So it's like. Humans eyes see we see the full color spectrum and we can like somehow narrow our vision, but like I remember you telling me one time that our our eyes are like real life binoculars, in a way. It's it's because of how our heads are shaped. Like I like to think of Rango because <laughs> he's able to move his two cameras in different directions. That's why chameleons are fun. They get uh, like a three sixty view. Huh. Their eyes are like little that little cameras wild. that they can point in different directions. Alien, alien, <laughs> chameleons. Chameleons, are aliens. chameleons, are chameleons, aliens. chameleon. Obviously. Makes sense. Chameleon. Chameleon. We knew it all along. Yep. It's in the name. Conspiracy yeah. theory proven. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers back in the day who named them chameleons were trying to tell us something. I think it's so funny to think about just how words got formed over periods of time. Like Aardvark. The, the, yeah, Aardvark. <laughs> chair. Chair. Those chair. I sit on that. It's a chair. Chair. <laughs> it's just the correct Chair. <laughs> I sit on your head. Any word. Chair. Any word. Just I sit on up. this wood chair. chair. <laughs> oh. What are we breathing now? 
Uh, uh, and I'm sitting on it. Oh no, I fell. Uh, or if you even take the A off in Spanish, eh, to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> you travel Wait, through. You, know, you travel Spanish through. Knowledge. You travel <laughs> through. There. Muchos gatos in my pantalones. All right, we're back. We're back. That's um. That's aliens for you. They're all Spanish, and they and they're, and they're here to take our jobs. Fucking Aryans. <laughs> oh fuck! fuck. Oh, How the fuck so you get here? Aryans, <laughs> Mongolians, Aryans. What's the difference? All right. So, uh, <sighs> obviously, uh, come believes in aliens. Come thinks aliens are gonna come and you know. Show him, show him the way. Essentially, aliens are the. I want to know what love they're is. They're gonna save our world, uh-huh. and if the saving our world means destroy everything to save it, then that's what they're gonna do. I want you to show. That's the happening right there, which isn't about aliens. Spum over here. I'm gonna say he believes in aliens in the way he believes in dinosaurs, which is like they're here. Eh. Um, we got we got some type of proof that they may be existed. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a gator. No, well, there's a well, there's, there's a swamp. There's a gator. And I believe gators, aliens, stamp of approval. I believe in aliens in the way I believe in the human imagination. I think um, there's a lot of stuff. Imagination. I think there's a lot of stuff that we can't explain, and I think. Over time, much like uh, Cum said earlier, we've kind of exaggerated things through storytelling, and it's hard to tell what was real and what's not, fact or fiction, and I think, um, I think aliens exist, but I think our idea of them is probably totally fucking wrong. That's what I agree with. Which which could be pretty wild. I don't think it's just these green goblins um, running around like... Little go- fucking goblins. <laughs> I'm someone of a scientist myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But yeah, it's like... You know, Peter. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Out, am I? (laughs) The Um, anti-messy spider. Don't tell Harry. (laughs) Anyway, um, aliens, aliens could literally just be like blue fucking people trying to get us to dance. They could just be dots. Eiffel 65. I'm blue. Wait, that was an alien song? You've never seen that music video? I've heard this song. We're watching the music. Okay, guys, we're ending the podcast now so we can watch Eiffel 65. Not only do I have a blue house, I have a blue window. All the people are blue. My girlfriend? Blue. Fucking blue. My dog? My balls? Blue. Fucking blue. 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 Because of my girlfriend. My girlfriend. She sucks. (laughs) Not my No, I wish she did. (laughs) Bitch. And that's why my balls are blue. (laughs) 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 So can I? I wish my girlfriend would suck. (laughs) She just wants and wants and wants. <laughs> like like your lust for aliens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you suck do have balls, something. To... Tear my ball open. So you do oh, have something. Jag on. <laughs> you do have something in common then. With a jag on. Away to the days and when the moon.